The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. in this place, in every life journey about the internet, Father, do that which eyes have not seen, that which ears have not heard, do that which has not even begun to enter into the hearts of men, and let the name of Jesus and Jesus alone be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are afraid. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Don't stop calling. Don't stop calling. And um, that's God's word for us. Don't stop calling. You know, many times when Jesus wants to teach um, um, life-changing truth, he tells stories. Jesus always tells stories. He uses stories to engage um, people's imagination and change their lives. Now, Jesus wanting to teach the concept of Persistent prayer in Luke 18. Luke 18 from verse 1. The word of God says, in Luke 18 from verse 1, it says, One day Jesus told his disciples a story. Now, this is the story. To show them that men should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city. He said, Who neither feared God not cared about people. A widow of that same city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while. But finally, he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people. But this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant requests. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely Give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night. Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on earth who have faith? And this was Jesus telling us a story about a a judge that he calls an unjust judge. Now, if you contrast this judge with Jesus, the judge was unjust. And the person telling the story, Jesus is the judge of the whole earth. It's, it's just. is a just judge. The judge didn't fear God. He said to by himself, I didn't, you know, some people pride themselves in, in the fact that they don't fear God. 
So people say, I, I know I don't fear God. Then I was, what can God? You know, someone, someone said one time, arrogantly, he didn't even say, who is God? He said, what is God? You know, what is God? You know, God is very patient. <laughs> very patient. If I were God, thunder. As he says, what is his mouth will just burn like this. <laughs> you know, but God is, God will even save such a person. You know, amazing. So this, this, this judge doesn't fear God. And, and this person telling the story is God himself. Jesus is God himself. The judge doesn't care for people. Not only does Jesus care for people, Jesus gave his life for people. He gave his life to us. And Jesus is saying to you and I that when we come in prayer, we should not faint. We should not give up. There's a reason for God to put fainting and praying in the same sentence. It means it's, 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 it's tough to pray. Verse 1, it says that He told the story to show that they should always pray and never give up. Never give up. You know, life can throw you all sorts of curved balls, all sorts of things on your, in the way you have your own plan. By now I should be this. By now I should have done that. By now I should have done this. But things just, you know... Don't seem to always go the way we planned it. Have you discovered? <laughs> and God is saying, don't stop calling. Don't stop calling. Don't give up. And this was Jesus speaking himself. Don't give up. I know that persistent prayer is tough. Anyone that says that prayer is easy, persistent prayer is easy, has not prayed persistently. He says, I know that persistent prayer is tough, but it is possible. So prayer, persistent prayer is not easy, but it's possible. God is saying, I know it's not easy, but it is possible. And because it is possible, I want you to pray persistently. Don't stop calling. Don't stop calling. Don't stop calling. In verse 7, it says how the judge that even he rendered a just decision in the end. He says, says, don't you think that God will give you justice? In that area that you have been trusting God for, God will bring peace in the name of Jesus. In that area that you've been desiring for victory, God will bring victory in the name of Jesus. In the area you are desiring for protection, God will bring protection in the name of Jesus. He's saying that God will come through. Don't stop calling. Human beings, we get tired easily. We get distracted easily. We get bored easily. We give up easily. But God is saying to you this morning, don't stop calling. And the one that is telling you not to, 
not to stop calling. He's a flawless judge. God is a flawless judge. It's a flawless judge. It's just, it's caring. He is God. He's merciful. He's full of mercy. Don't stop calling. If the unjust judge can answer that woman, he's saying, how much more God? How much more God? So don't stop calling. Don't stop calling. You know, but for some of us, we've not even started calling. We need to start calling. You know, it's not an issue of don't stop calling. You, you know you've not been calling. So you need to start calling. You need to start calling. Eh? You need to start calling. When things happen, we think that we can sort it out by ourselves. We don't call for help. We don't ask. Some people say, oh, why do I need to bother God when I can handle this? I can handle it. I don't need God. You know, <laughs> when Jesus says, pray, give us this day our daily bread. Some people find it insulting. Why would I ask God to give me my daily bread? I know how much is in my bank account. I know what I have in the fridge. I know that the pantries are filled with foodstuff. I have my daily bread. But Jesus says, pray, give us this day our daily bread. Because he knows that the fact that the bread is in your kitchen does not mean it can make it into your stomach. Don't you know that some people look at bread and they cannot uh, if they don't give you, you cannot eat it. And it's a, it's, 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 it's a place that man always finds himself where he struggles with self-reliance or God-reliance. And God is saying you need to ask for those that have not been asking. You need to ask For those of us that have been asking, you need to continue to ask. Don't stop asking. Don't stop praying. You know, to to illustrate this, you know, prayer, you, you can think of prayer as mountain climbing. So, if you will... Imagine a mountain, and on top of the mountain is victory. When you start to pray, the day you start praying, your journey begins. From the bottom, the foot of the mountain, you begin to climb. You're gaining altitude. When you continue to pray, when you keep on calling, what happens? You are gaining altitude. But because, you know, you are not there yet, and, you know, there's gravitational pull, you know, the the, the surface of the rock is, is, is sharp and hard, you know, and sometimes cold and sometimes hot. Things are not favorable. Sometimes we get super discouraged, and we stop calling. Now, what a lot of people don't realize, when you stop praying, what actually happens is this. You lose height. 
you lose altitude. If you stay in that place of prayerlessness and you stay in that place that you stop calling, what happens? You're back to square one. Then, then you complain about God. Then you complain about, oh, why is God doing this? Why is God not doing that? Why is God? I mean, but God is saying that. Listen, you stopped calling. He says, but I called. Yes, but you stopped. Hey, okay, but I started again. Hey, but when you start again, uh, you are lost altitude. And for some, for some people, you're actually starting from the base. Say, so, oh, okay, then you start again. And for some of us, we 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 we'll, we'll, we'll get to this point, and because you've been there before, you feel, can I ever make it to the top? But God is saying, yes, you will make it to the top. Don't stop climbing. Don't stop calling. Don't stop calling. So eventually, when you continue. And you start again. What happens is eventually you get to the top. And what you discover on the mountain of victory is the base of another mountain. <laughs> so at the, at the mountain of victory, you are there, you are victorious, is the base of another mountain that you need to climb. And it is the same principle. So, the truth is this. I've said this, and I'm going to say it again. Persistent prayer. Persistent prayer is not easy. But it's possible. Persistent prayer is not easy. But it's possible. What are you praying for? You pray for a child? Are you praying for that child? Are you praying for a job? Are you praying for that job? Are you praying for your health? What are you praying for? Don't stop calling. Everybody say, don't stop calling. In Matthew 6, verse 7. And this is what sometimes some people get confused with the word of God, when they look at it in context and, and comparing scripture with scripture. It says, but when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the hearing do, for they think they shall be heard, for they are much speaking. Let me pause there for a while. So, so people say, oh, but so we shouldn't be repeating same things, you know, when we pray, that's what the Bible says. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says don't use vain repetition. Vain repetition means there are unvain repetitions, right? Why did you have to qualify it? Okay, why can't you say that? Can you give me an example of repetition of prayer in the Bible? Of course. Several. But I'll give you one, the epic of all prayers. Prayed by the master himself, Jesus. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he called three of his disciples... He said to me, watch with me while I pray. And he went and he prayed. What was his prayer? If it is your will, let this cause pass over. Nevertheless, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. 
and he prayed it for one hour. And the Bible says he came back, he found them sleeping, and he woke them and says, guys, can't you watch for me for one hour? And the Bible says he went and he prayed the same. Read the Bible, the same. The same means he repeated the same. So it's not vain repetition. Did Jesus do vain repetition? It is, it is communication of burden. Burden. When you have a burden, you pray through the burden. Hallelujah. Okay. And verse 8 says, Be not ye therefore like them, for your father, and this way also so struggle, for your father knoweth what things ye, ye need of before ye ask. <laughs> so he said, why do I have to keep calling when my father knows already what I need? Why do I have to keep praying when God already knows what I need? Well, thank God it was Jesus that gave this teaching himself that says that we should learn from the widow and we should keep calling and we should keep calling because we will get what we have. I mean, I used to have a friend when, um, when she got saved, her mom was, was um, in, this, in that case, she was Ubunge. You know what Ubunge is? Her mom was original Ubunge. <laughs> so, when, so our prayers used to disturb the mom. So my, the, my, my friend, I mean, I've lost contact with her for decades. She would sit down and she would be praying. She prays for like three hours. And the mom will come and, and push her off where she's praying. And say to her that, you know, you pray. Shoki, you know, you know what shoki means? <laughs> That's, that God already knows. What's all this? Pray, pray, pray. Disturbing everybody. What she's not saying is that you're not letting us to fly. The point is this. There are different types of prayers for different types of situations. There are times that all you need is a, is a prayer of faith. Boom. There are times that you need to dig in and stay there. Elijah heard the sound of the abundance of rain himself. This same Elijah that prayed once and fire came from heaven, boom, <laughs> did what? Prayed the first time, no rain. Prayed the second time, no rain. Prayed the third time, no rain. Meanwhile, it was God that told him to go and show himself to Ahab that the rain is coming. You know? Prayed the fourth time, no rain. Prayed the fifth time, no rain. What's going on? Is God not answering prayers? No. <laughs> Sixth time, the seventh time, the heavens released their rain and everywhere was, was soaked. Now, the point is this. When Elijah prayed the first, second, third, fourth time, why didn't he stop? Why didn't he get discouraged? Why didn't he say, maybe, maybe it's not God's will? You know, there's another cop-out that a lot of people use. Well, maybe it's God's will. Or maybe it's not God's will. Or maybe it, it, is, not, it is your laziness. Laziness, laziness. It has nothing to do with God's will. God's will is clear. Don't stop calling. That's what God has said. Don't stop calling. You have to develop that 
from day one. Daniel prayed from day one. And the, the, and the Bible says, from the first day that you started a petition in heaven, the answer was released from the first day. When did Daniel get the answer on earth? The 21st day for 20. And Daniel didn't know what was going on. But he knew that if I keep knocking, the door will open. And he stayed there and he got his breakthrough. You will get your breakthrough in the name of Jesus. But you have to keep calling. Daniel stood there. Why didn't he get discouraged? Because he understands how the spiritual works. Simple. Sometimes you don't need to know what's going on. Just know how it works and operate it. How many, how many of you know, you know how the phone works? How many of you know how the, how your, the your GSM phone, you know how it works? Do you know the, the, frequ- the radio frequency it even uses? You don't know. Do you don't know. Do you know, do you know the OS that's working on running on it? You don't know. You don't know. Do you know the amount of code that goes into it? You have no clue. But you just dial. Hello? And you talk. Do you need to know how it works for you to use it? The same thing with the supernatural. Just this is how it works. Daniel didn't see it. Say your prayer as tracking a package. You order something from an online store. (laughs) A lot are coming up these days. And they give you a tracking number. And you're tracking it. That's another way of looking at it. Second day, you're tracking it. It's making progress. Third day, you're tracking it. (laughs) So something is moving from Yaba. It's got into VI. It's got into Lucky Face 1. Then you now see it in Ikoyi. What would you do? You know something is wrong. So God wants us to understand that, for instance, Matthew 17, that there are different kinds of prayer. Different kind of prayer. Matthew 17, 21. Is, I mean, the disciples just came to him and said, how come we couldn't cast out the um, demon? And, and Jesus said to them, how be it this kind, this kind does not go out, but by prayer and fasting, there is a kind that will not shift until you lock down and blast it through. And that's just the reality of life. That's the reality of life. There are situations that require more prayers. That's just how it is. So when you face a situation, you should ask, which kind is this? Which kind? Start with gear one. If you put in gear one and you are making progress but you are not there, what should you do? Change it to get to. You get to. You're making progress, but you're not there. What should you do? Change it to get three. You're in get three. You're making progress, you're not there. What should you do? Change it to get four. If you use up all your gears and you're making progress, you're not there. What should you do? <laughs> Take a flight. <laughs> Keep pressing. On the throttle. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. A misconception, another misconception that folks have is, oh, if I have faith, once I ask, I don't need to ask again. I should just be thanking God. Well, there's a place for that. If that's what the Holy Spirit is to do it to. But, 
if that is not what God has told you to do, you better keep knocking on that door. Praise the name of the Lord. You better keep knocking on the door. Check what Jesus said in verse 8. Verse 8. It says, when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on earth who have faith? See how Jesus describes faith. So what is faith? Faith is knocking on a door and staying there until the door opens. That's what Jesus is saying. Faith is knocking on a door and staying there until the door opens. In fact, it's faithlessness to knock on a door and back off. It's faithlessness to knock on a door and back off. You know, I, I was sharing the ATM service how growing up, I remember very clearly in, in, in the house we used to live in at Mushi, you know, <laughs> and the, it's, it's, um, it's a white duplex, you know, upstairs was my parents' room. And at the door, there was a particular day, I was at the door, and I knocked on the door. And when I knocked on the door, guess what? They did not open the door. But I knew they were inside. Daddy and mommy are inside. They didn't know what they were doing. But they did not open the door. So what did I do? I sat down there. And I just kept knocking. It took a while. But they opened the door. They said, we know it is you. Every other person will have gone. <laughs> you don't give up. I see the truth is, because I knew they were there. This is the only door. It was upstairs. They could have gone to the window. They are going to come out through here. I'm sitting down here. That is faith. That is faith. That is faith. And that is how God wants us to operate. So the question is, why do we stop calling? Why do we stop calling? Why do we stop calling? Two main reasons why we stop calling. The first is lack. of burden or loss of burden. That's the first reason. We lack the burden or we've lost the burden. Isaiah 62 Isaiah 62 verse 1 says because I love Zion I will not keep still this screen has gone off I will not keep still because my heart yearns for Jerusalem. I cannot remain silent. I will not stop praying for her until her righteousness shines like the dawn. Our salvation blazes like a burning torch. It says, because I love Zion, because my heart yearns for Jerusalem, because I have a burden. The reason we stop calling is because many times we've lost the burden, or we don't have the burden. <laughs> Prayer. 
Persistent prayer is not easy, but it is possible. Face it. For you to see that change that requires persistent prayer, know that it will not be a walk in the park, but it is possible. It is possible. It may be tough, but it is possible. In Luke 11, 5 to 10, Jesus tells us a story. He says, then teaching them about more about prayer, he, Jesus, used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house. Now, look at the story Jesus is giving here. At midnight, wanting to borrow three loaves of bread, you say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing for him to eat. I suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me, the door is locked for the night and my family and I are all in bed. I can't help you. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, and was it long enough? If you keep knocking long enough, you see, our challenge is that we don't do the right things for long enough. We do the right things and we stop. We don't do the right things for long enough. Jesus is saying, if you keep knocking for long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. Shameless persistence. He will even give you stew to go with the bread. Take and go. Shameless persistence. Everyone say shameless persistence. The problem with us is because we lack a burden, our persistence has not become shameless. How, keep the scriptures up, thank you. How do you explain a situation when Jesus said to a Syrophoenician woman, The bread is not for dogs. The bread is for children. Shouldn't she be upset? Shouldn't she take offense? And he calls himself a man of God. And he's abusing me and calling me a dog. I mean, I mean that's that, that true. She should go on Facebook and just tweet about it. You know, all the rubbish things that are going on in churches these days. Imagine, I met one small boy called Jesus he just called me a dog. <laughs> then they will reply. <laughs> I'm sure he's a... <laughs> I mean, if it were today. But, <laughs> because, the Bible says, because of a shameless person, she says, yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Even dogs, they eat the crumbs that come from the children's table. I'm not asking for the bread. Just give me crumbs. It was a shameless persistence. <laughs> Just give me crumbs. Why? Because she knows that if there's butter in the bread, there's butter in the crumbs. If there's flour in the bread, there's flour in the crumbs. If there's flour in the bread, there's flour in the crumbs. There's sugar in the bread, there's sugar in the crumbs. There's healing in the bread, there's healing in the crumbs. Give me crumbs. Let me go. Give me crumbs. Give me crumbs. 
shameless persistence. Shameless. It's, it's, it's unbelievable that, you know, one of the proudest people are, are, are poor people. I'm sorry. I mean, people are just poor and proud. They're poor and arrogant. Pure, pure arrogance. I thought he that is down need fear no fall. He that is low, no pride. You have an appointment to see someone that can give you a job that can change your life. It says you should come at 8. You got it at 8. But unfortunately, it was in a meeting from 8. And the meeting did not end until 4 p.m. And at 12 noon, you get up. What nonsense! And you leave. Then you come to church. I said, Pastor, let's pray for breakthrough. I said, what about where you went? I said, can you imagine that guy? He kept me waiting from 8 o'clock. I waited till 12 a.m. And then what happened? I got up. I can't take rubbish. I said, hey, after you've gotten up, then where did you go? What did you do? You're back to square one. Poor and proud. shameless persistence. And so I tell you, keep on asking. Everybody say, keep on asking. And you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open. And this statement, I never get over it. For everyone who asks, receives. Every time I read it, I get fired up for everyone. I say, everyone who asks receives, your case will not be different. Everyone who asks receives. Talk, talk to yourself. Everyone. He says, for everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. By the time you are far gone, these scriptures will still exist and it will still be true. Why should we think our case will be different? God is saying, don't stop calling. Don't stop calling. Don't stop calling. So one reason we stop calling is lack or loss of burden. Another reason we stop calling is lack or loss of knowledge. Lack or loss of knowledge. We don't know. We don't know who we are. We don't know what we have. We don't know how powerful we are. We don't know how powerful. You see, if you don't know your value, you sell yourself for cheap. Do you know that? If you don't know who you are, you, I mean, you will live like the life is worth nothing. You, you give yourself up for things that are really should be beneath you. We don't know how powerful our prayer is. Our do I say we have forgotten how powerful our prayer is? One of the things 
they have in common, Jesus and, and this judge, I've talked about it, the, 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 contrasting them. One of the things that they have in common is that Jesus was bringing out from this judge is they both respond to persistent petition. Both judges respond to persistent petition. Jesus is saying, if this unjust, immoral, uncaring judge can respond, how much more me that I'm just, I am caring, respond. Which means God will even respond faster and better. So pastor, what are you saying? What I'm saying is this. God can be compelled by persistence. It's a bold statement. It's a big statement. But it's a true statement. <laughs> God can be compelled by persistence. God, the maker of the heavens and the earth, can be compelled by persistence. He told us the story himself. He told us the story himself. God can be compelled by persistence. Don't stop calling. Don't get me wrong. Persistent prayer is not twisting God's arm to do what he doesn't want to do. That's not what I'm saying. Persistent prayer is birthing in your life what is available in God. Persistent prayer is staying in the place of prayer until you see your desires come through. You see your light shines forth. So, Pastor, are you saying it's possible that man can pressure God? Yes, it is. God, in his infinite wisdom, has made himself vulnerable to us. He chose to. And we will maximize it. I get an amen. <laughs> he chose to. He chose to be vulnerable to us. And he says, if this unjust judge can respond, what do you think I will do? I'm better than him. So, Pastor, really? God can succumb to the pressure of man? Yes. I'll give you an example. In John 2, the wedding in Cana of Galilee, they ran out of wine. They came to Jesus. Jesus' mother, rather, came to Jesus and said, they are out of wine. And Jesus was like, what's my business with that? And the mother said something like, perform a miracle here. I've been watching you when you were a boy. This is the time. Perform something. These people are out of wine. And Jesus says, look, my time has not come, woman. That was, I mean, in our culture, we think that was rude, right? <laughs> but that was what Jesus said. My time has not come, woman. And the mother of Jesus told them, anything he tells you to do, do it. She put pressure on Jesus. And what happened? Jesus performed miracle. But Jesus just said this time had not come. So how, what made the time come? Persistence. Persistence. Shameless persistence. She was the mom. But she didn't take offense. 
she pressured, she pressured, she pressured. Isaiah 62, 7 says, give the Lord no rest until he completes his work. Until he makes Jerusalem the pride of the earth. Give him no rest. So it's possible that man can give God no rest. <laughs> it's possible that we can be on earth and hold the hand of heaven. And, and, and God is saying, these boys are not letting me rest. It's possible. In Genesis 32, from 24 to 28, you can read it when you get home. Jacob held God down. He wasn't holding God by his physical strength. I'm sure you know that. He held God down by the persistence and the burden of his heart. And he knew the power of his prayer. And he said to God, I will not let you go except you bless me. Look at, look, I mean, just step back and look at the futility of that statement. If God decides to go, can Jacob stop him? But God has decided to limit himself. And Jacob said, I am getting a blessing today. You have to know how powerful your prayer is. And don't give up. Because when you do, you lose altitude. We start from the beginning. So we don't continue to call. We stop calling because we don't know how powerful our prayer is. Another reason we stop calling is this. We don't know how caring our father is. We don't know how caring our father is. Because he's in Luke 11, 11 to 13. And if you, being fathers, <laughs> if your children ask you for fish, do you give them snake instead? Or if they ask for egg, do you give them a scorpion? says, of course, of, of course not. I know some of you, you, you think your father will give you that you have mean fathers. <laughs> but God is better than your father. I'm not here to make a case for your father. But a lot of us that are fathers and mothers here, even if you don't have children yet, can you imagine having your own child, then he asks for bread and you give them scorpion? Is that even possible? So, if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? So, God is saying, don't you think I am better than you? Don't you think I'm a better father? See how you care for your children. See how you provide for your children. See how you take care of them. God says, don't you think I would do better for you? 
For you to think I will not, you are saying you are better than me? Is that what you are saying? I know I'm not better than God. I know <laughs> by the grace of God, what I can do and what I do for my children, both physically and spiritually. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. But I know that God, so it gives me confidence that God can, God will do better for me. Because I'm his child. So I sit at that door and I knock. Even though daddy has not answered, mommy has not answered, there is a I'm knocking. <laughs> they are not going anywhere. I am knocking. I'm calling. I won't stop calling. You know, and Jesus, you know, he, he loves us to take that position. In verse 8, he says, in verse 8, he says, when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on earth who has faith like this? Who have faith? Who will sit and would ask and would take no? We not take no for an answer. We will keep knocking. We will keep knocking. We will keep knocking. How many will he find? Me. You find me. How keep knocking. You know, in Hebrews 11, it talks about these people that even though they saw the promise from a distance, they, had, they believed against hope. Meanwhile, just small trial. You are abusing God in your heart. You are telling him how better you are than him. How you can undo the situation better if you were God. And God is saying, no. No. I am God and you are not. You take your position and keep asking. How many would not have stopped calling? How many? So I don't know that thing that you need to pick up again. At the beginning of the year, it was red hot on your table. <laughs> November. You've even forgotten you were asking for it. I believe you should pick it up again. Even if you have to start at a lower altitude, start. Start praying again. Start trusting God again. Keep calling on calling. Keep on calling. Why? For everyone that asks receives. Everyone that seeks finds. Everyone that knocks the door shall be opened. Let's burn our hearts as we burn our heads. You know, you're in this place and you're like, a pastor, I need to start asking you but I don't even know God. I don't even have a relationship with God. How do I start asking? To be as if my prayer is just reaching the ceiling and coming down. It's not getting anywhere. Can you pray with me? Yes, I want to pray with you. 
You want to start a relationship with God. Or your relationship with God has gone sour. You're like, Pastor, that is me. Can you pray with me? I want to rededicate my life to Jesus. That is me. Put up your hand over your head now. God bless you. Over there. God bless you, my sister. God bless you over there. Keep the hands up. God bless you. That is me. I want to start a work with God. Keep the hands. Shoot it up over your head. That is me. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, that hand over there. My brother, God bless you. Keep the hands up to get the card. God bless you, my brother, over there. Keep the hands up. Once you get the card, you can put it down. I want to start a walk with Jesus today. God bless you. That is me. That is me. Pastor, pray with me. Pray with me. Pray with me. If you are online, the instructions are scrolling. The instructions are, God bless you, sir. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, sir. Keep the hands up. The ushers will get to you. God bless you. That is me. Keep the hands up. I'm, I'm going to pray in a bit. The, the rest of us, bring that burden to God afresh. Clean it up. Some of us, we need to dust, dust it off as it were and say to God, I will not let you go unless you bless me. I will not let you go on this matter. I have a fresh resolve to stay and to pray. Oh, Father, we pray for everyone that is surrendering to you, Lord, today. We ask in the name of Jesus that you yourself you receive them my father according to your word deliver them totally and let your name be glorified let their relationship with you begin afresh when they call my father that you answer according to your word Lord the rest of us Lord give us the grace keep calling. Give us the grace not to stop calling. Give us the grace, O God of heaven. I, I even think we should start now. So, not only will you have a fresh resolve, why don't you bring that issue to God now? The word of God says, unto you that answers prayers, shall all flesh come. We come to you today, my father. Talk to God, talk to God. Pray, talk to God. Come on, talk to God. Bring it before God. Oh, my father, Lord, we thank you. Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Let's put hands together for the Lord for this word. Kindness. Father, we honor you.